Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello, welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. My name's Tom Marvin, Senior Technical Editor here at BikeRadar.com and MBUK Magazine. Now joining me via the magic of Microsoft Teams is Al Evans. He is another one of our Senior Technical Editors on all things mountain bike for BikeRadar.com, located in the sunny climes of the Tweed Valley, uh, very close to the world champs. How are you getting on, Al? Yeah, all good. Thank you, Tom. Uh, I think sunny climes is maybe a little <laughs> optimistic at the moment, uh, but I believe that's quite universally shared across the UK. Uh, meanwhile, Europe's having a heat wave, and so is uh, the United States of America as well, I believe. All fun times all around the world, uh, apart from yeah. uh, in sunny Scotland, it seems. Yes, yes. <laughs> Are you going to be um, watching any of the world champs? It's, it is happening this week. We've got the downhill juniors today. We're recording on Friday. Uh, there's a lot of track cycling uh, that I've been watching a little bit of this morning. Uh, Jack Luke is in Glasgow. Um, there may be a little podcast special later this week, but Al, you're uh, right next to where the XC and the marathon is going to be. I am, and uh, I've actually taken the time off to be a true super fan <laughs> and watch it as a full punter. Amazing. It's always good when you manage to like book a holiday uh, over something which is potentially quite work-heavy. I did exactly that for Eurobike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wink, wink. Eh? Uh, just hope, hope the bosses aren't listening, but if you are, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Great. Um, what have you been up to work-wise recently? My God. Um, let me, let me, let me, right. So this is probably the most traumatic thing that I have to do every year. <laughs> and it's light test, lights testing for someone who likes to go to bed at 8pm uh, with a nice, nice warm glass of milk, staying up till two in the morning because I live in Scotland, which is quite a long way north in, in terms of, you know, the, the global scale of things. It doesn't get dark until, until quite late. So it's, it's dark by about 10pm here at the moment. 
So light testing begins at 10pm and it almost certainly finishes at 2am. Lovely. I can imagine you're reveling. Yeah. yeah. Um, best thing that happened last night, one of the lights overheated on a technical gnarly descent and turned off with no warning. Oh, good. Good. I like it. When that- yeah. Yeah. So there was plenty of emergency braking going on there. Yeah. I mean, the Tweed Valley is famous for its mellow tracks. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unfortunately, because of the World Champs, the all the blue runs at Glen Tress are closed. So I had to go to Inleathen and ride the downhill tracks. Oh, great. Yeah. So even better. Yeah, yeah. ideal. Ideal. Yeah. We've, um, we've got a little bit of a deal, haven't we, Al? Um, I, so I, I'm doing the wheels test this year, which is uh, my vision of hell. Um, and I think next time the wheels and the lights coincide, we're going to do a little swaps of roos, aren't we? Because um, yeah, I don't little, mind little lights. And, and I think yeah. you can probably uh, rattle some wheels pretty well. So uh. Yeah, we're doing the old switcheroo. So w- w- when I first started doing the lights test, which I think was uh, five years ago or slightly more now, I was so uh, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and... <laughs> I was really excited about the prospect of hitting some sweet laps at night time. And now I'm just like, my God, get me to bed as quickly as you possibly can. <laughs> well, I'm a late sleeper. I like to go to bed late and get up late. So uh, it's the me. test that's made for you. It's for you. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I don't get stabbed in uh, Lee Woods. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, mine. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. No, uh, no, no strange flash combinations because uh, there might be some nefarious activity going on. You never know the, the big city lights, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, w- what about you then, dude? What have you uh, What have you been mostly working on? Um, I've been away quite a bit, bits and pieces away, but I am starting to work on my wheels group test, which will be coming out actually in December. Um, so, I'm going to do nine sets of wheels, uh, three sets of three, three cheap ones, three mid price ones, and three spendy ones. Uh, so, I'm working through those, and I've also got a down country hardtails test uh, in the making. I'm currently mixing that pot together. Uh, nice. to try and get some cool bikes so there's a new Merida uh, which yeah. was actually launched earlier this week so last week when you're listening to this um, there's the Yeti Arc which is a bit of a classic which I'm hoping to get um, uh, and I also have oh a Mason Raw coming which is quite interesting oh wow so mm. yeah some cool bikes on their way yeah and D- Down Country's bang on trend at the minute as well so I am so on trend it's unbelievable yeah, yeah you are yeah Nice. Well, that sounds very exciting. It does. So we thought in this podcast we would give you a very quick, it's a little news roundup, uh, which we do every now and again where there's some interesting bits of tech out and about. Um, and in recent weeks, we have seen the launch of five new e-bikes. Now, e-bikes still split opinion, but they are incredibly important in the mountain bike industry. Uh, bike companies love them and they're great fun to ride. So um, five new ones is really cool. Great to see. Um, and we're going to talk about each of those. Now, Al uh, has got news of three at the cheaper end of the scale, uh, and I have the lucky job of talking about two at the more expensive end of the scale, and I've ridden them, which is even more lucky. Um, but we're going to start with Al uh, with, uh, should we start with the Vetus? Because I think that's the one that has launched just this morning. Yes, uh, this morning, hopefully uh, midday. Uh, is the embargo. So fingers crossed. (laughs) We haven't gone out this morning. We're going out this afternoon. (laughs) So uh, yeah, apologies to Vetus there for breaking that embargo, but I'm I'm sure we're all good. We'll get our timing sorted out. Yeah, so it's called the E-Mythic LT. Now, for those of you who are familiar with the Vetus range, Mythic is their kind of shorter travel, um, super budget focused trail bike. Um, And, you know, I think we we reviewed a couple of them. Uh, Luke's actually just published a review quite recently on biteradar.com. And uh, he, he really liked it. 
But the eMythic LT, so the e-bike version, kind of is like a, a branch of the Mythic tree that goes off in a slightly different direction. Firstly, it obviously adds a motor, but secondly, the LT, now that stands for long travel. And it ups travel from your 130, 140 trail bike figures to a 170 fork and a 160 mil rear end. Visually, it looks very similar to Vitus's current e-bike, which is the e-Summit. However, Vitus were very, um, very sure to say that this is an entirely new chassis and it actually shares more parts with the e-Mythic, sorry, with the Mythic than it does the e-Summit. So although it looks like a Summit, it's not a Summit. It's a whole new bike. Right. There are two big things about this bike. Number one is the price. So the base level VR model starts at £3,299.99p. Wow. Yeah. And across all of the models, so there's a three-model range. You've got the VR, VRS, and VRX. They all have the same motor, same battery. Um, you know, the, the frames are identical, basically. So, you know, frequently what you'll do is you'll see a brand spec, a slightly smaller battery or a slightly lower spec motor on their cheaper bike. This isn't the case with the eMythic. So it starts at 329999 or 3699 US dollars. The mid-range one, which is the VR, that rises to 3899 pounds or 4199 dollars and it tops out at 4399 pounds or 4599 dollars, which to be completely honest with you is pretty good value for money and it's actually cheaper than the current entry level uh, e-Summit VR. Okay, but it's all well and good having cheap prices if the kit bolted onto the frames is super budget. Now, Vitas are pretty good value for money, so I'm assuming that the cheapest model doesn't come with, I don't know, like, not to say anything bad about it, like an SR Suntour LR32. No, it does not. Uh, it does come with an SR Suntour fork. Right, and, uh, good forks. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the cheapest one comes with a Xeron 36. Okay, um, big burly which, fork. Yeah, which is the Berlier fork. And then the mid-level one ups that to a Duralux 36. And then the top spec one actually gets a RockShox Yari, which is basically a Pike. Uh, sorry, sorry, a Lyric, apologies. It's an, old, it's an older version Lyric with 170 mil travel. So, you know, Burley forks, Burley rear suspension. Each of them's got a RockShox uh, Deluxe rear shock. Um, so the Select and the Select Plus on the cheaper bikes with the piggyback Select, su the Super Deluxe Select, sorry, on the piggyback on the more expensive one. And generally, you know what? These are spec'd really well. Of course, they're going to be, you know, Vitus is like always super astute with their specs. They've got chunky tires, same tires across all four bikes, uh, three bikes, sorry, which is the V-Tire Co. Attack HPL, the top 40 super tacky compound front, um, and then a slightly, slightly uh, harder wearing one for the rear. So the other big thing about these bikes, obviously, is the motor, which I mentioned. Now, all of Vitus's e-bikes to this point have used Shimano's EP8. They switched things up. They've moved to Bafang for the E-Summit, uh, sorry, E-Mythic, my God, there's so many names. For the E-Mythic LT, they've moved to Bafang. Uh, and this is a Chinese motor manufacturer. Um, not that well known in the grand scale of things compared to your Shimano or your Bosch, but they have co-developed uh, another motor with um, Forestal. So that's kind of, you know, the, the direction, super, super boutique, the Forestal Eon Drive, or, um, you know, is, is a Bafang motor. This one's a full power motor. It's called the Bafang M510. And Vitus and Bafang have worked closely together to, you know, develop this thing and get it kind of how, how both of them wanted it. It runs a 630 watt hour battery. 
so the, sh the same as Shimano ZP8, and it has uh, six modes. Sorry, five modes. Sorry, uh, can't count. Um, it's, uh, one of my main my main <laughs> plights. Five modes, and it it packs out uh, it packs out ninety five newton meters of torque, which is pretty damn chunky. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And I've actually had this bike. I've been able to ride it, not that much, but I've ridden it on my local trails. Uh, and the motor's super impressive. It's it's genuinely really impressive. Super quiet, dead powerful. And it's really like, it tapers. It, the, the power tapers on and off. There's none of this like binary, okay. you know, like wheel spinning support. It, it it really comes in quite quite gently and positively, which which feels great. Um, in terms of geometry, you've got a 63 and a half degree head angle, you know, your long, your long reach, your 475 or whatever it is for a size large, something like that. Um, so, you know, it's truly enduro ready, um, which for the price, not going to yeah. argue. Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sounds great. Sounds great. And uh, we're going to be reviewing this fully for uh, MBUK in the coming months. Yep. So in the news article that should be live on Bike Radar when you guys listen to this, there are some first ride impressions in there. Um, so be sure to check those out. Um, it's been pretty positive so far. The only thing uh, that I could potentially moan about is the front SRAM DB8 brake had an incredibly bad bleed from the factory. So um, I've just been waiting on a bleed kit because those DB8 brakes use mineral oil and completely different threads in the huh. bleed, bleed nipples and calipers. So you can't use any of your existing kits. Right. Fun and games. Fun and games. Yeah. So I guess at the other end of the spectrum, Tom, mm -hmm. so, we, you know, we've just talked about a four, a, well, a, a 3,200 pound bike for the, the cheapest one. You know, you've got, you've got your pivot shuttle AM, Dude. which isn't cheap. Well, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone expects Pivot to be cheap. They are, Absolutely. you know, one of these. Um, you know, they're a more boutique brand. All of their bikes that come out are pretty pricey. Um, the top spec uh, Pivot Shuttle AM Race uh, does does drop in at fourteen thousand nine hundred pounds. Um, which <laughs> just, you just you just casually tapered off that. You know, <laughs> oh, just a just a just a cheeky little fourteen thousand nine hundred pounds. Yeah, you know. But you know, if you are in America, then it is only thirteen nine nine nine, and if you're in Europe, it's fourteen three nine nine of the euros. So it is. I guess. I guess there, there should just be a massive asterisk over the American price there, because that probably doesn't include sales tax, uh, no. depending on which state you're in. Yeah, you might want to add 
10, 15, 20% to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's an expensive bike. Um, I will talk about, you know, the, the nuances um, in the in the range. Um, there's three bikes in the range. So the race is the top spec one. Uh, you then have the team, uh, which comes in at 12, 700 pounds uh, or 11, 800 dollars or 12, 200 euros. Um, and then the uh, most pocket friendly uh, is the ride. Uh, which comes in at £9,800, although actually I don't think they're going to be stocking this in the UK. Maybe we'll have to get on special order, not sure. Um, or $8,999 or €9,399. So Bargain. We'll take, we'll take five. We've got the price out of the way. We've got the price out of the way. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, let's from, ignore that. Yeah, let's, let's move, move on, on from, from that. that. Yeah. So what is the Shuttle AM? Well, if you know anything about um, Pivot's range of e-bikes, a lot of them are called the Shuttles. Um, you have a Shuttle SL, which is one of the lighter weight, short travel ones, you know, with a less powerful motor, smaller battery. Uh, you have the Shuttle LT, which, as the name suggests, long travel, big battery, plenty of power. Um, but which was in uh, which was in this year's bike of the year, actually. Um, it was. Bike of the year. Yeah. Um, so maybe this one will make it into next year's bike of the year. We, we don't know. Um, but it is the AM. Um, so that stands for All Mountain, and it's basically a mid-travel, full-power e-bike. Um, coming with those three tiers. So um, being Pivot, it's obviously fully made out of carbon and you get their DW link suspension. Um, this gives 148 millimeters of rear wheel travel and that's paired with 160 mil forks at the front. So it kind of sits in that, yeah, that mid upper end of travel, kind of burly, but not like full gas, hit everything at absolute warp speed without thinking about what you're doing, uh, sort of travel range. Um, now it comes, it's the first pivot to come with a Bosch motor. Um, so mm. it's the latest generation performance uh, CX. Uh, and it comes with a, well, the cheaper model comes with a 625 watt hour battery. Uh, and the top two models come with a 750 watt hour battery. Um, the differential between the race and the team is that the race gets the sort of the top spec super limited edition uh, performance cx race motor so uh this pivot was saying that when they decided they wanted to use this motor they had to go to bosch and say hey we want to use this motor bosch like well show us the plans for the bikes first because we want to approve the bike before we effectively allow you to buy the motor blimey and they will only let them have 500 units so um, there's only going to be 500 of these bikes available globally. 300 are going to the US market, 100 to Europe, and 100 to the rest of the world. So if you want one, get your skates on, get your credit card, uh, and dig deep in your pockets, because uh, not many other people are going to have that bike. Um, mm. A few little sort of details to go along with it. So 148 mil of DW Link suspension. The point of using DW Link is that they say it's... Uh, really friendly to pedaling forces. So if you're going to be pedaling an e-bike, it's one. It likes them. Best <laughs> it friends. It likes them. The best <laughs> friends. Um, basically, it doesn't sort of bob and squish all over the place. Um, and pivots say that this has allowed them to go for a lighter shock tune, uh, which should make everything feel even more supple and smooth. Um, also, they've gone for a vertical shock mount on this one, um, which is actually on quite a few of them. But basically, this means that there's no um, shock mounting architecture on the top tube or the down tube. Um, which allows them to better tune the ride quality and save some weight. And it means that the shock plugs into the already beefy bottom bracket motor mounting point. So there's no extra like chunk 
to go in there mm. and to make sure the shock's safe and your frame's not going to snap when you hit a big bump. And, and just just looking at the pictures there, you can see that the the shock's more vertical mm. than the than the shuttle LT, which has you know slightly challenging shock angle. I think would be the politest way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, um, it just doesn't quite line up with the seat tube, and it sort of sticks out a little bit. And you're a bit like, "Oh dear, my eyes." Sorry about that. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I have to say that the shuttle AM. I think it's a good-looking bike. I think we've got past the we've got past the times where you know a big 750 watt hour battery makes the down tube look like you're carrying like a I don't know something really, really, really big. It, it, mm. They seem to be a lot more slimmed down. The architecture in there is a lot more um, svelte than it used to be. So it doesn't look like you're carrying what is effectively a really big battery. Um, the other thing with the Bosch system is that in Q4, which basically means at the end of the year, Bosch are going to be releasing something called a Ride More battery, which is a 250 watt hour piggyback battery, um, which you will be able to attach to any of the models uh, via effectively the bottle cage bosses. Um, adding another 250 watt hours. So if you've got the top spec Blimey. bike or the second spec bike, you could carry a full thousand watt hours of power. That's pretty bonkers. I mean, my, my experience with these with these motors is that the the 750 watt hour Bosch uh, set to Tor Plus or EMTB mode, someone who weighs 77 kilos kitted up, you can crack 2,000 meters of climbing mm. without even breaking a sweat with yeah. a 750. So you can add an extra 25% onto that, basically. You're going a long way. Oof, I think your arms and legs are going to be tired before your bike runs out of power, yeah. Especially yeah. if you do as we did and get an uplift at the start of the day as well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we did a lot of riding. Um, but yeah, my general impressions, it, it was really good. That, it was the first time I've ridden the um, race motor. You know what? Pretty impressive. Without doing back-to-back -back testing, it's hard to say exactly what the differences are, but... You know, it felt like the, it felt very natural. It felt that there was a good bit of overrun when you sort of crank it on the pedal. So techie climbs mm. sort of were dispatched with relative ease. Um, it is a punchy feeling motor in that race mode. Obviously, you can detune it into a lower power setting if you want. But in obviously, I spent the whole time in race mode because it's a <laughs> Yeah, why not? Uh, and it was cool. And what I did find, a couple of things actually. I don't know if you've noticed this out. Like, when it was in its race mode, it's obviously it's most reactive and it, it, adds power very quickly when you start pedaling. So I found if I was like, I had it happened a couple of times in sort of fast berms, where I was like trying to keep my feet stable, but if I did a little tap of the pedal and move my pedals a little bit, suddenly I've got 250 watts like spinning yeah. to the back, and your back wheel goes brrrr, and you're like, oh my God, like, yeah. It's cool if you keep if you keep the front tire planted. You like you probably look like an absolute hero. Um, <laughs> but oh my, I puckered, I puckered many times. Yeah, is that that's probably that that's exactly the same thing that I noticed when I when I tested this motor. You're going down a, a steeper trail or whatever, and and you want to just do a quarter crank revolution, mm. like you just do. You know, you you do it even without thinking, just to reset where your pedals are, or whatever. And the motor will give you a massive kick. Yeah. Pretty gnarly on super steep sections, and I actually concluded that the race mode for downhilling was probably turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. yeah, you're not you're not going to be wanting that. Mm -mm 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 -mm. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, really good fun bike. You know, it's got a big battery, uh, it's got a powerful motor and all that sort of stuff, but still comes in at like I can't remember what it was, twenty one ish kilos. So oh, wow. not super oh, heavy at all. Yeah, that's good. And yeah, an impressive bike. I, I you know, okay, it's fifteen k. It was an impressive bike, as you'd hope. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay. I mean, that's just the cost of things these days, isn't it, right? Something like that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, to put it in perspective, I've got a, a really old Volkswagen Transporter, <laughs> a, t a T5, a 2008 one, and I plugged the details into We Buy Any Car the other day, and uh, five grand is what We Buy Any Car is offered. It? 
for my 112,000 mile 2008 Volkswagen Transporter. So <laughs> for five grand, you could buy three Transporters or one Pivot Shuttle AM uh, race. Tell you what, that Pivot Shuttle AM race is going to get up gnarlier hills than your Transporter will. This is true. And it probably gets better miles per gallon. And it's probably less rusty. <laughs> There's no rust on it. Maybe the chain after made a few dirty rides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's nice. move on from uh, from the, the Vetus and the Pivot. Uh, Al, uh, you've got news on a new Trek. Yes, so Trek, uh, Trek's EXE, so the, um, is it 130, 130, 140 mil travel-ish, something like that, roughly. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, yes, that's better. Yes, it's a one. It's a one fifty fork and a one forty millimeter rear suspension travel bike. But you can put a one sixty mil fork on it if you want. I remember that, and it's got incredibly adjustable geometry. Mm. So basically, that launched last July, um, and dear Rob Weaver, our fearless leader, he <laughs> reviewed it. Absolutely loved it. You know, thought it was an amazing bike. Fast forward to this July, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and Trek has taken that amazing carbon frame, the TQ motor, the, you know, the SL, SL motor, so it's uh, 50 newton meters of torque and 630 watt hour battery, and put it in a more affordable aluminium frame, basically. So it is, uh, excuse the terrible pun, a carbon copy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we are, uh, of the of the carbon fiber bike. Um, and you know it's an aluminium version. Uh, prices start now. I think the pricing may have changed since we since we did our news story on the uh, on the carbon version. But prices for the alloy version start at five thousand one hundred seventy five pounds for the EXE five. Now, I'm going to be brutally honest. This is quite a basic spec. Um, you know, it's it's like an X-Fusion Pro 2 rear shock, a Recon silver fork from RockShox, and Tektro's HD M745 brakes. Shimano dual drivetrain, okay, we all know that that's pretty, that's pretty damn good. Um, and now I'm definitely not moaning about those components, but the Fuel EXE 9.5 last year when we wrote the news story, so the carbon version, lowest model, that retailed for £5,750. So it's, you know, 600 quid more, but you get a RockShox 35 Gold, you get a Super Deluxe Plus, still got a Dior drivetrain and Dior brakes. Um, specs may have changed a little bit since then, you know, supply chain issues, model years, etc. But for a little extra money, you're, you know, 650 quid, not, you know, it's not to be, you know, it's, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of money, let's, let's not go crazy here. You do get the carbon fiber frame, mm, you know, and which take weight off, which is yeah, only going to help up the hills. Exactly. However, you know, there's there's a top spec one, uh, the alloy top spec one, EXE eight. That's seven thousand seven hundred and fifty pounds. So that's a Fox Rhythm thirty six fork, Float X performance shock, DB eight brakes, Mondraker finishing, Mondraker Bondraker <laughs> finishing finishing kit. <laughs> oh dear, I've seen. I'm sure Mondraker will sell check anything they want. Maybe yeah, not. I'm sure they would. <laughs> um, so you know that's that that kind of that's a little bit cheaper than the nine point seven uh, carbon bike. Um, sorry, a little bit cheaper. Yes, mm. fractionally cheaper than the, than the carbon bike, um, which actually comes with a pretty similar spec. Um, so you know, unless Trek's prices have drastically changed, which they may well have done. There, I mean, they probably will have gone up. Everything seems to have gone up in mm. price a little bit. 
Um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure like where you're, you know, where, where you're positioning this alloy bike. I mean, I'm sure it rides amazing and I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out there who would just prefer an, an yeah. alloy frame over yeah. a carbon one. You know, there's plenty of good reasons why you'd do that. On paper, I mean, not, on not, paper, not sure. On, on paper, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entirely sold. Yeah. But hey, we've not ridden it. No. Nope. And, you know, it could be absolutely magical. So, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get one into test. We certainly, certainly look at trying the hardest. Um, I mean, you know, it looks like a good bike. There's, there's no denying it. I mean, people do like, do like that EXE. You know, ev everyone I've spoken to really likes it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that uses a T, that uses TQ motor, doesn't it? Still. Yeah, it's TQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TQ. So TQ motor. Um, so you know, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty much identical to the, to the carbon version, um, in terms of how it feels. Uh, so that's fifty newton meters of torque and a three sixty watt hour battery. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of, that's a lovely segue because that exact same drive unit is used in the next bike that I'm going to talk about, which is Mondraker's or Mondraker's Neat, uh, which is... Neat? Neat. Tidy. Yeah, it's pretty tidy. Uh, hey. yeah. um, very quickly talk about the motor before I talk about the rest of the bike, just because that is where the segue has led. Um, it uses the TQ HPR50 motor, uh, which gives 300 watts of peak power. Obviously, peak power is different to the 250-watt continual power output that is the legal yeah. limit. You're allowed to peak over that, but you can't continually provide that. Um, and it gives 50 newton meters of torque. So if you remember earlier, we were talking about the Bafang that gives 95. I think yeah. most of the Bosch ones give like 85. Yeah. Um, so the Tiki motor is very much in that mid-pack of, of power uh, and um, yeah, output basically, which is what it's designed to do. It's designed to be lightweight. So it's 1.85 kilos, um, which is about, I think it's about a kilo lighter than the others on the yeah. market. Um, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. And that contributes again to, you know, sub 20 kilo bike weights on, on the top, well, in fact, on all the builds uh, of the Mondrake and Neat. But it's sort of that, um, it sort of gives a nod to the vibe of these bikes. They're kind of ones that have a ride feel that really is between a proper full fat e-bike, which they do feel different to a normal bike and an e-bike that actually feels relatively similar, I think, to a kind of a, inverted commas, normal mountain bike. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did an SL e-bikes uh, group test recently, mm. um, and all of those were kind of around the 18 kilo mark. And genuinely, like, when, when you weigh kind of more than 70 kilos, the, the weight ratio difference, you know, if you're, you're only going to be like four or five kilos heavier than a normal bike of a similar similar ilk, you're not really noticing that difference. You know, that the, they do ride, they do ride really close to those, to the, to your, your, your bikes, your, yeah, your bikes. I mean, keep saying normal bike. Yeah, but it's just a bike, isn't it? That's the, <laughs> it's just a bike. They're all just, just a bike. Yeah. Um, comes with a 360 watt hour battery, so with three power modes. Now, when I rode it, um, they did a, uh, so I wrote, well, actually I toggled between, I don't know what they call them, the top mode and the middle mode. Um, I weigh, I'm going to say with kit on, like just under 80 kilos probably. Um, and I got literally finished the ride on 1% battery uh, after doing just under 800 meters of climbing. Okay. But that was kind of off-road climbing, fairly chunky. Um, yeah. and obviously quite a bit of distance on that as well. Cause you know, we, we used it a bit on sort of more traversy tracks as well. I bet, uh, I bet 
Mundraker was grateful that you didn't run out. Well, that's the thing. So at the start of the day, because obviously we were in the second media group to be there and they were like, oh, you know, we've done this ride. And I think the worst person, for, you know, like the, the person, someone finished on 11%. That was probably the lowest who got to it. And I was like, oh, great. You know, that's kind of like, hang on a minute. What's wrong with me? <laughs> How can I <laughs> all the way down to 1%? Jesus. Um, but it wasn't because I was like the heaviest. I think maybe I was, they just hadn't. Maybe your brakes were dragging. Maybe that's what it was. Brakes dragging. Not enough oil. Not uh, enough oil on your chain. Maybe I relied heavily on the uh, on the top mode more than I'm. I'm saying I did. <laughs> anyway, uh, the bike. Uh, the bike's on the neat. Uh, it is a 150 mil travel trail bike. Um, so in many ways, actually similar to the um, the shuttle AM. So again, mid travel. This one is very much is mid power. Um, and yes, yeah, sub sub 18 kilos for the top level one. Um, so it uses the zero suspension linkage, which obviously all Mondrakers do. Um, and they've tweaked it on this. So uh, the zero suspension system is basically a solid rear triangle, solid front triangle. Uh, there's a rocker link, and then the front and back are connected by well, the rocker link and another extra linkage. It's kind of similar to um, a VPP or a yeah. DW in, in terms of the layout, not necessarily in how it works, but yeah. in terms of the layout, right? Yeah. So VPP, the Santa Cruz ones, that's counter-rotating links, DW link is co-rotating links, and Mondraker I think is also co-rotating links. So basically the, the two links that join the front and rear triangles rotate in the same clockwise direction on the Mondraker and on the pivot. Um, but on a Santa Cruz, I believe, um, going back into the annals of my head, one rotates clockwise, one rotates anti-clockwise. I think so. Yeah, I think so. But also the clockwise, anti-clockwise thing depends which side you're looking at the bike from. Of course, yeah. Just to, just to note. Uh, I'm talking from the drive side. <laughs> okay, obviously, which is the only side that bikes should be viewed Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Um, on previous iterations of the, of the zero suspension linkage, the shock uh, floated uh, is what it's called, really. Um, and that meant the top uh, mount of the shock was on the top rocker and the bottom mount of the shock was on that little link that joins uh, the front and rear triangles down by the bottom bracket. On this version, they've tweaked it so that the shock now actually mounts onto the rear triangle and the top rocker, um, so it's not quite fully floating anymore. They've done this because it says that it gives um, a better pedaling dynamic. So again, we're looking at you know less anti, uh, sorry, more anti squat, less pedal bob, less squish when you're putting the power down, which in theory should work well on an e-bike, which is delivering a load of extra power to the back wheel. And we would expect to see it on future iterations of their more peddly bikes. So we were expecting, uh, you know, if they were to redo the, the F-Podium, for example, we might see this linkage on there. So that was the sort of the vibe that I got was that the peddly orientated bikes from Mondraker would come with this link and the less peddly bikes would come with the OG link, you know, where it fully floats. But well, they put a bit of a curveball out, haven't they? They put a curveball because if you keep a beady eye on what's happening at the World Champs up in Fort William at the downhill, um, They've taken the shroud off their downhill bike, finally, after, well, what's been a full season of them hiding the shock linkage. Um, and they've used this linkage on their downhill bike as well. So hmm. maybe I misheard, maybe I misanalyzed, or maybe they just wanted to trick me into thinking something it wasn't. Um, you got duped. You got conned. They get your money back. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so the neat, full carbon. Um, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, very smart. I think the frame weight, including the paint and the shock, but excluding the motor and battery, is around three kilos, which is about a kilo and a half lighter than the non-existent but potential alloy prototype they made. So moving to carbon saved them a kilo and a half, pretty much. Um, wow. And there are no 
aluminium versions available. Um, and yeah, obviously with the TQ, you can slide the battery out and you can just run it as a normal bike and you'll bring that weight down to like 16 kilos or 16 one and a half kilos. Um, and the TQ motor has no resistance really, so it should feel actually like a very sorted bike. Um, nothing wild on the geometry front. Obviously, forward geometry was Mondraker's thing back in the day, still is, but I think the industry is caught up, so there's nothing yep. wild on that front. Um, and yeah, there's going to be three models. The RRSL, which is the super spendy, super lovely one, £10,499, which sounds like an absolute bargain compared to a Bargain. Bargain. Um, <laughs> with a very nice build, Float X, uh, 36, XX transmission, um, has got level ultimate brakes there, level four pop brakes, and I think a code yeah, right. would probably work better on those. Yeah, just just generally, I think codes aren't codes should be a codes minimum Co code e-bike. or equivalent on e bikes. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, then you've got the RR, which comes in at uh, ten thousand euros, eight and a half thousand pounds, twelve and a half thousand dollars, and then the R, which is the entry level one. Um, still comes in under 19 kilos. Uh, it costs £6,800, €8,000, £9,700. Uh, and that comes with G2 brakes, um, performance level Fox suspension, mechanical GX, um, and Mavic wheels. So it's, it's interesting what we're seeing, isn't it? Because the. Um the diversification of e-bikes seems to be that, you know, previously e-bikes e e were a bit weird to begin with, mm. like they didn't quite know what they were. Then they all went long travel and, you know, everyone was like, well, of course you want the longest travel e-bike you can possibly get because the weight doesn't matter because mm. you've got the motor that you can go uphill. And now what we're seeing is that the e-bikes are filling all of those different niches in the market. Mm. So, you know, even when you just look at the Mondraker and the um, Pivot, You've got you've got two niches there. You've got a full power trail bike yeah. and a half power trail bike, and you know you've already got two potential different customers on a trail bike. You mm. know, and it's it's uh, you know it's really interesting. It's it's quite a, quite Wh cool. Which of those would you which of those would you go for? I mean, I think personally, if the pivot, you know, if if they weighed twenty one kilos, which you know you 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 check that out and. I, th I think I'd probably I'd probably take those three extra kilos or you know w whatever it is and and go for that seven fifty watt hour battery and full power full power Bosch motor over over saving them, you know a couple of kilos um, and going for for half the power because you can always run the Bosch in in its you know eco mode or whatever mm. and you know still do a pretty pretty hefty workout to be actually you know com completely frank with you um, if that's what you're after but then you can also whack it up. Um, that said, whoa, you flip flip it all around. You can put the range extender on your neat. Yep. Um, which is how big are they? Like one forty? One sixty watt hour range extenders. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and they've so, got like a, a locking fid lock system to secure. Oh, is that it how it works? Yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a one sixty, you'd be looking at uh, four twenty, four twenty watt hours of battery capacity. I think. Uh, three four sixty. It's 300 in there already, I think, isn't it? Ah, 300, is it? Yeah. Okay. So you've got a 300 watt hour battery. Oh, oh 360. no, wait, it's a 360. Oh, sorry. Okay. sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, 520. Sorry, 520 watt hour battery. Yeah. So, and you can carry two on the neat. So right. 520 plus 160, 580, 680. Yeah, so then you're already, you're you're in the realms of your of your, your pivot there already mm. in terms of battery capacity and that TQ mode is going to be more frugal. Yeah. So it will be more frugal, but you're going to be heavier. So, oh my God, it's, uh, yeah, what, what do you even do? What do you do? Um, 
Yeah, I think I'd, having... I think of the two, like the the Pivot. You know, it's a great bike. I actually really like that DW Link suspension. I think it worked. It worked really well on that bike. It's got a good shape. The kit's good. The motor, I was really impressed with. Um, personally, you know, I don't ride e-bikes all the time, and I still kind of prefer the feel of a normal bike. So I think if I was laying down some cash, I'd probably opt for the Mondraketh at the moment. Okay. Okay, just, there you just go. for that sort of the drop yeah. of a few kilos, yeah, really sort of made the bike. It was just, it kind of just felt like a fairly normal bike. Okay, it. all right. There you go. It, endorsed by Tom Marvin. There we go. And, and the pivot endorsed by L. We, we're balanced in our analysis. <laughs> 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 all right, we'll move on to the final bike of our quintuplet. Uh, is that even a word? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you have five kids, you have quin quintuplets. I don't know. Uh, I don't no, have I don't five either. kids. Thank God. Um, <laughs> what's the final? <laughs> what's the final bike, Al? So this one now normally intense, or normally I don't know. Pre previously intense has been quite synonymous with with spendy, you know, big expensive mm. bikes. Um, you know, they've got a massive history steeped in downhill racing. Um, super deluxe luxury boutique brand. Mm. Um, they do have an e-bike. It's called the Taser. It's in carbon fiber. Um, just recently, so a couple of weeks ago, they released uh, an alloy version of this bike. Now, visually, it looks pretty similar to the carbon one, um, even shares the same geometry. So you're kind of looking at like a 64.6 degree head angle, roughly, um, a size large, 465-ish millimeter reach, 450 mil chainstays. So, you know, pretty average for a reasonably hard-hitting um, e-bike is actually quite cheap. Um, now I say cheap in the context of mountain biking rather than in the context of going to a budget supermarket instead of shopping at a high-end one. Um, but the top of the range Taser Alloy Expert, sorry, the bottom of the range Taser Alloy Expert retails for £4,499. Okay. So that's pretty reasonable. You do get Shimano's EP6 mm -hmm. uh, motor, which is the slightly less technologically advanced one. And by that, I mean it weighs a little bit more than the EP8. Uh, that's literally the only difference. Oh, same power, same torque. Yep. Huh. Yep. Uh, I could be terribly wrong there, yeah, but yeah. From, from, from memory, uh, that, that's what it does. But it does have a smaller 504 watt-hour battery compared to the Alloy Pro, which is £5,499. Also pretty affordable that has an EP8 and the standard 630 watt hour battery. So these two bikes actually look pretty tempting if you're you know, looking for a not crazily expensive full power e-bike. Um, the cheaper one has DVO suspension front and back, so diamond fork, topaz rear shock, uh, a dual drivetrain and TRP's uh, trail Evo brakes, uh, Maxxis tires, Chunky one on the rear, 2.8 inch wide on the oh, back. Back to the, yeah. Yeah, okay. TBT. I'm not sure everyone's going to be into that, but you know, you could That's always cool. like it. sell it, sell it on your favorite auction site or whatever. Um, the pro level model, Fox 38 Performance Elite Fork. So that's basically the factory version without Kashima stanchions. Yeah. A Float X2 factory rear shock. TRP Evo 12 brakes. So the, sorry, TRP. DHR Evo brakes, apologies again for getting everything wrong, <laughs> and the Evo 12 drivetrain, which is uh, pretty expensive, I believe. I believe it's, you That's know, it's, it's, a, it's good value, right? Exactly, for £5,499. That's, you know, 
not bad at all. Now, Intent does have a direct-to-consumer model here in the UK. Um, so they bypass distributors and shops, which is probably one of the reasons they've managed to, you know, cut cut prices so much. Um, but, you know, it's 155mm travel rear suspension, 170mm uh, travel fork. Do you know what? There's not much to dislike. There's not much to dislike. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, as as far as the, uh, what did you say, quintuplet of mm. e-bikes, um, you've, you've got some really broad options here. And the, the Vitus and the Intense are very close in in price uh, for the for the uh, alloy expert model um and arguably and I, I oh my god i can't believe i'm actually saying this the intense looks like it's maybe better value for money i was gonna say I, I, that sounds absolutely stonking value yeah like how has that even become a thing where intense is yeah. rivaling vetus for value for money oh, impressive stuff yeah yeah, so that should be available now. Um, pretty sure you can just buy them direct on Intense's website in your respective territory. Um, yeah, so take a look. Lovely stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I think we'll wrap it up there. We've spent 42 minutes talking about e-bikes, which uh, is pretty good going. Um, yeah. So hopefully uh, you've enjoyed our little insights into those five bikes. And obviously, if you head to your favorite cycling website, which I'm not going to remind you, but it is bikecreditor.com, uh, you can find <laughs> plenty of details all about them. Um, let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, in the comments, on email. Uh, you can email us, as ever, it is podcast at bikecreditor.com. What do you think about these e-bikes? Are they still way too expensive? What do you think, actually, for about 5K, the Intense and the Vitas sound like pretty good options? Let us know. And, of course, if you've got any feedback, any comments, any questions, or any suggestions for future podcasts, don't forget, it's podcast at bikeradar.com. Thanks ever so much for listening. Thank you, Al, for all your insights. And we'll be back very soon, later on this week, uh, with more on the Bike Radar podcast. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 